0: Bum bum Areas in Finland surrounding Turku and Helsinki are on track to have a lockdown even more strict than this time last year. Reported cases in Finland have dropped between the 15th of March and the 21st of March for the first time since mid-February, but numbers are still relatively high for a country the size of Finland. More importantly, the number of intensive care units needed have seen a marked increase, especially in the Helsinki region. This is presumably, at least partially, responsible for the imminent lockdown in the Usima and Southwest provinces. Hi, my name is Antonio Santiago, and you're listening to Let Me Finish, the podcast where we don't care which vaccine we get, just give us the freaking jab. And in this episode, we will be discussing the current state of COVID in Finland, what the new lockdowns mean for you, and different strategies to handle what's coming your way. Thanks for listening, y'all. And before we begin the show, please, let me finish. If you have any stories you want to share about your experience during the pandemic, we are interested in hearing. Leave us a voice note with something you want to share. An Instagram post and story will accompany this episode. Our pages let me finish pod where a link will be provided to leave the voice notes. It's easy and your anecdotes could be featured in one of our next episodes. Now, onto the show. Finland's news is full of stories about an upcoming lockdown, and for good reason. Just this Saturday, the 27th of March, 458 new cases were reported, with 250 cases in Helsinki and 69 cases in Turku's region of Southwest Finland. These are the two areas set to lock down sometime after Easter. The numbers are a bit dire in Finland and will continue along that trend unless something changes. According to the Finnish Institute for Health and. Welfare, or the THL, if restrictions stay as they currently are, over 71,000 cases will accrue in the Helsinki area between March and June. 3,000 of those cases would lead to hospitalization, and 400 of those cases would lead to a need for intensive care. And of all of these, there will be 200 more deaths in Finland than if new measures were put in place. There is a bright side though. The numbers of hospitalizations and deaths are looking better than in last fall, because according to Ula News, 15% of the population is vaccinated and most of the vaccines being administered are to Finland's 65 and up population, the most vulnerable to the virus. To further curb the virus, the Prime Minister's Office draft bill states that if the proposed measures of movement restrictions were enacted for three weeks, over 11,000 cases could be prevented, and if they went on for six weeks, 29,000 cases. Hospitalization in a six-week movement restriction could be reduced by 1,100 and deaths reduced by 75. Finland's restaurants closures were set to expire. But because of the current situation being so dire, Finland's parliament met at noon today to discuss extending these closures. They decided that all restaurants and bars will continue to be closed until the 18th of April, except for takeout and delivery food sales. Regions affected by the restaurant and pub closures are the ones currently in the acceleration and spreading phases of coronavirus. This will definitely include Helsinki's Uusimaa and Turku's southwest Finland regions. And other regions are still being decided on and will be listed in the show notes. So, let's talk about the new lockdown and what you can and can't do according to the anticipated movement restrictions in Finland's hardest hit regions. Throughout the past week, Finnish legislators discussed possibly further restricting movement within the area's heaviest hit. There was a meeting on Wednesday, the 24th of March, where MPs from three of Finland's five parties, the Greens, the Left Alliance, and the Swedish People's Party, fine-tuned the details on the Social Democrats' and Central Party's proposals, and later agreed on what was presented. Essentially, under these new restrictions, people residing in affected cities are unable to leave the House. However, there are many exceptions. For instance, here are some things you're allowed to do. Grocery shop, exercise outdoors, go to work, give your doggy or preferred animal a walk, travel to your own second residence, go to post offices or banks, go to doctor's appointments, and attend school for some. Under this new legislation, you must wear a mask in any indoor public spaces, including on public transportation, in grocery stores, and any non-private buildings. As a general rule of thumb for this new lockdown, you are only allowed to meet up with people in your household. No meeting outdoors with those outside of your household and no parties with those outside of your household. If you have a significant other that you are in a established relationship with, you are allowed to meet with them. Young people, i.e. those born after 2007, are spared many of the restrictions and do not need to wear a face mask. Those 12 and younger are allowed to play outdoors with no restrictions. Parliament is currently convened until at least after Easter. So plan for these changes to go into effect by the week of the 5th of April at the earliest. This lockdown is even more severe than lockdowns we experienced around this time last year. And it's the most prohibitive lockdown Finland has enacted to combat coronavirus since the pandemic started. Thankfully, in Finland, trust in the health systems, the government, and fellow inhabitants are high. And the THL reports that mental health strains on working-age people due to the pandemic are minimal because of this. Just 15% of those surveyed express a serious concern for Finland's healthcare system being able to handle the pandemic and only 12% were seriously concerned with the capacity of the government to handle it. However, looming restrictions and the deterioration of the coronavirus situation have the possibility of exacerbating mental health issues. I'm not a professional on mental health, but I am a professional at giving people advice that I will personally ignore. So here are some tips gathered from true experts. Look at the show notes. Concrete tip number one, keep a daily routine. This is one that I actually do follow. During the last lockdown, this time last year, I actually look back on it very fondly because I was working out daily, sleeping consistently, and eating pretty healthy. Most of us have already been staying home, so this step might be easy for you. A good, simple place to start is by keeping your eating schedule consistent. Eat your breakfast, lunch, and dinner at around the same time every day. Then, try to normalize your sleep schedule. Because you'll be spending a lot more time indoors and not shopping or Meeting friends, it cannot be emphasized enough how important it is to go outside to get a little sun and exercise if you're able to. The World Health Organization suggests at least 30 minutes of light exercise daily. You can make it a walk outside, follow along with a YouTube video, or even intermittently work out between tasks at work. Advice like just exercise sounds obvious and can be patronizing, but it makes a world of difference. Plenty of studies show the correlation amongst mental health, daily routines, and exercise. Concrete tip number two, go easy on yourself and be mindful of how you're feeling. Again, these tips may seem a bit corny, but they do help. While it is important to stay informed, consider that the news and media may be causing you stress. According to the Centers for Disease Control, you should also try to remember to breathe, get into meditating, and stretch. Also, be mindful of how much you're drinking. A glass or four of wine at night is okay if you're able to handle it. But is it affecting your mood the next day? Additionally, social isolation can be hard on anyone. Remember to keep in touch with your friends and family via FaceTime or WhatsApp. And lastly, concrete tip number three. If you're one of the one in 10 under severe mental health strain due to the pandemic, don't be afraid to reach out to your community or experts. Mental Health Finland has a hotline for crisis assistance that you can call at 92525 And a self-help website, mentalhub.fi, is available with some videos. More details in the show notes. All right, now on to this week's weekly roundup. The Suez Canal, which about 12% of the entire world's shipments cut through, is currently blocked by a massive container ship. This is a BFD because more than 300 ships are stuck on both sides of the blockage. For those of you that don't know, the Suez Canal was built in order to have a shortcut from eastern countries to western countries without having to cut through Africa. However, many shipping containers are having to reroute around the whole continent. Ships are now taking 34 days to make their trips instead of the shorter 25 and a half days. It is holding up an estimated 9.6 billion with a B dollars of goods every day, around $400 million every hour. Remember the disagreement between the THL and the administrative agency of Southern Finland we talked about last week? The language in the Communicable Diseases Act was unclear on whether or not gyms and other facilities could legally be completely closed, or if they had the right to stay open if they were able to maintain 10 or less people. Now, the law has been clarified, and the scope has been increased to include dance venues, amusement and theme parks, indoor playgrounds, public saunas, other sports facilities, and swimming pools, which now can indeed be closed by the government. And finally, we hope you set your clocks forward an hour. On Sunday, the 28th of March, Finland changed their clocks for what might be the last time. The European Union agreed in 2019 to stop changing the clocks to account for daylight savings. But what member states have not agreed on is whether to keep the times as standard or daylight savings. I personally woke up shook this morning wondering why I was so tired before I realized I lost an hour of sleep. And that's it for this week's episode of Let Me Finish. If you like this episode or found it helpful, please, please, please make sure to like, subscribe, follow, review, or whatever you can do wherever you are listening to the podcast. Our Instagram can be found at Let Me Finish Pod. Thanks for listening, y'all. And before we end the show, please let me finish. Let Me Finish is produced and written by Antonio Santiago. The theme music was created by Stationary Sign, and the podcast is hosted by Anchor. Transcripts for those deaf and hard of hearing can be found at letmefinish.com.